0: Welcome to this episode of the Left Behind Game Club. This week we play through Guacamele. And one of us was really nitpicky about the wrestling moves that we wanted to see in the game.
1: If someone if one of the moves was like stand in front of the guy, swing your arms around, take your elbow pad off, go <laughs> to each rope and drop at people's elbow, I would have been the biggest supporter of this game. Uh-huh. I would have had it in every bio of my social media profiles. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, it was it was playful. It was too like cartoon.
0: You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. <laughs> Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Chicken McCordon with me today, two friends... Friend number one is Michael Ruffalo.
2: Howdy ho, neighborino.
0: And uh, friend number two is doing some kind of dance with his arms. It's, it's Mo it. Arigato gozaimasta. And today we're playing Guacamelee, uh, which is a game that came out in 2013. Um, who wants to kind of walk us through what this game's
2: about? So... I'll, I'll take a crack at it. Great. We can do it together. Yes. It's a Metroidvania style platformer mm-hmm. uh, with a fantastic combo system in with the aesthetic of a Lucha Libre wrestlers and Day of the Dead. Uh, and so you play as a average man who becomes a luchador um, trying to save the pretty president's daughter of the area that you're in. And I assume Mexico, mm-hmm. and you shift and gain power. You shift between the world of the living and the world of the dead, and you gain different powers as you progress through the game. Uh, go back to past sections that you had previously completed, unlock new areas with those new powers, uh, until you get to the very end of the game and defeat the final baddie,
1: who is and his name
2: is Calaca.
1: Kalaka. So essentially, it's a very pretty-looking Mario platformer.
2: It's Yeah, it looks real good.
1: Yeah, it looks real good. Um, mm.
2: But not Mario platformer. It's like Metroid.
0: It is a Metroid Mania game. Um, how did you play the game, and what's your experience with the title? We'll start with Mike.
2: So I had never played it before, but I remember when it came out. Uh, it looked fantastic. I really wanted to play it. Um, I played it on the Xbox One, uh, and I believe I got it free... Games with Gold, the first month that I bought my Xbox One, I I think it was one of the things that pushed me over the edge to buy it, because I figured I was getting these free games, I might as well bank them and then play them at some point, Mm -hmm. which I'm so glad I did.
1: Mo, what was
2: your experience?
1: um, I played it on Steam. I think Jacob gave me a free code as equipment, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he had one of those extra codes, because he just hoards games. I do. And he's like, hey, Mo, (laughs) we're thinking about playing this game, which I knew nothing about when you guys brought it up, I just was like, oh, okay, sure. It looked really good. Um, I was hesitant because it's a platformer. I'm not a huge fan of platformers ever. Um, but I said, let's give it a shot because it looks pretty sweet with, like, the, I guess, the 2D art style, mm-hmm. the Bam Bam comic book action shots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is the second time that I played through the game. I played it first on PC uh when the Guacamele gold version came out so there's mm-hmm. three versions of the game there's Guacamole, there's Guacamole gold and there's Guacamele super turbo championship edition
2: that's the one i played the that's the one,
0: one that is the one i played as well and is that the one you played gold
1: edition what no uh
2: turbo, ter- super turbo championship that's edition. A, mouthful. Think, a mouthful i don't think i
1: played that one. i think i played gold or championship okay. edition something like that something not as crazy and exciting uh wait what's the game called michael
2: Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition.
1: Say that three times fast.
2: Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship okay, Edition. Jacob, super Turbo Championship what, Edition. What's the game super called? Guacamole, Super Turbo Championship okay. Edition.
0: Guacamele Super Turbo Championship, okay. championship
1: Edition. Fair. Guacamele Super, turbo championship edition. Guacamele, super turbo championship edition. So the reason why I even ask, I'm the only one that's going to continuously and forever know it as Guacamelee. Ooh. And that's why I was, when you first said it, I'm like, wait, did Michael say it that way? And you say Guacamelee. Like all, yeah, français or
2: something. No, no, because I I say the word like it's, like it's you know the okay. What is the second? Yeah, what is the second Smash Smash Brothers game game called? Super Smash Bros Melee.
1: Oh, that hurts. So when you press the B button in traditional shooter, are you melee striking them, or are you melee striking them? oh shoot because I would say Busted. melee I'd say melee oh yeah t- t- nice correction to try to stay on course I,
2: honestly I say melee
1: <laughs> I ain't a liar so I would say like you melee them and guess what you're doing in this game meleeing the crap out of every single person
2: you're coming up against it's true you're welcome continue so, so can,
1: can can we
0: settle on a, a nomenclature for this game though
2: it's a bison I swear
0: <laughs> god Uh, I I got a lot of heck for that in our last episode for Virginia. We couldn't decide if it was a buffalo, a bison, or a bull. I digress. If you want to see that fight, you can listen to that. I left behind (laughs) Game.Club. But getting into this game, uh, I just want to mention there are three versions of the game. Uh, The base game came out in 2013 for PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita. A year later, uh, I believe it came out for PC mac linux as well and that was the gold edition and then they re- they released it a year later on everything as the surpo, super turbo championship edition
1: very cool you know it's pretty cool i found out afterwards i um, just doing like a little bit of research mm-hmm. apparently if you bought the ps3 version um, you get the vita version for free and vice versa if you get cross the vita version and it had cross save so if ah, you're playing on Vita nice. and like you're paused somewhere, you pick it up on the PS3, you continue from that spot and vice versa.
2: It's very nice.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, why Like, why wasn't the Vita hyped here, man? Like no one really...
0: You know what I did when I found out we were going to play this game? I grabbed my Vita. You have see a Vita? If, I have a Vita, yeah. Surpri- Do you have a Vita? No. I have a Vita. I bought it from a guy, actually around the corner from your, where we're recording this, <laughs> for $100 about two years ago. That's a good deal. Amazing. And I believe I've only played Hotline Miami on it
2: that's a great game it
0: is that is a great game but that's all I've played on it I love it. that game I'm like I'm gonna play Persona 4 Golden on this Vita whoa you but play I Persona didn't. What's no oh, I didn't okay. play for. I, I'm i a little intimidated by it but to get Look back on Jacob, track you know he loves that about the
2: Tensei stuff
0: Vita I wanted to play it on Vita but I didn't have it I had it on PS4 only mm-hmm. so can you
2: still buy games for the Vita man the Vita's still hype in Japan It's still hype Still hype Still the They're, hype beasts everyone, All the hype beasts so not, They want it It's their so, favorite accessory So I'm
1: not a I'm not a full time weeb, But I, I consider myself Like 25% weeaboo They play that <laughs> What? What did you say? Oh, I think I'm using terms
2: That are yeah.
1: <laughs> people the, the, You know those like, people That are so obsessed With like Japanese culture
2: Waifu's. We, is that what it's called? I don't nope, know No. What's that? It's what a is we- waifu is An <laughs> anime girl That you want to wife
0: Oh no oh that's
1: what that means that's the waifu is okay. that seriously what that means
2: yeah oh okay well, essentially anyways, there's more nuance uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah
1: just people that are like obsessed with Japanese culture that are not really Japanese mm-hmm. that's I, th- I think it's a term and like I you want to go to Akihabara and, and to you want to go to Supertato you, you yeah. want to buy all the games and to save and to save you as well I, I just learned about this term like maybe a year ago once I started my journey in Naruto um, someone told me oh it's such a weeb thing to do I'm like I'm okay with that. <laughs> anyway, so the reason are I say that- Are you saying dweeb or weeb? Weeb. Okay. That's like the Short verb. for weaboo. Yeah. So anyways, it sounds- I, You know what's funny? I'm seeing it from the outside in because that's how I was when someone explained it to me. I'm like, what? You're lying. This isn't a thing. And it, yeah, it's a thing. So anyways, the Vita, it still has a bunch of Japanese titles that are released for it. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong as of like to this date, but it's, it was, it's not big in North America apparently, but in Japan, that's where everyone played their mobile gaming. The Vita's
0: an OK system.: it's a PS3 I was three
1: in your hand. I wanted to play this game on Vita first. It's three in your hand.
0: It's, and the screen's nice. it's yeah. a nice OLED screen. I got the PS Vita 1000, not the 2000.: you,
1: know, you know this new console that just came out called the Switch.: What's that? The it's, switch? It, literally the Vita is a switch without the the crappy handles the controls. Mm-hmm. the joy cons uh, handles the controls. <laughs> OK. So Guacamelee! is Fantastic a video game. game. It's a good game.:
2: I've heard rumors that it might be coming to the switch. Ooh. We'll see But Guacamelee 2 is coming out uh, That's a PS4 exclusive In the spring and summer Of 2018 so mm-hmm. it's coming up. Um, I'm Very excited after playing this mm-hmm. We should probably talk about why I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I'll just set it up a little bit more. Drinkbox okay. has made a few other games, Tales from Space About a Blob, Tales from Space Mutant Blobs, Attack, as well as Severed, uh, which I believe has only come out on mobile and uh, Nintendo platforms with a touchscreen. Um, but they all have a similar aesthetic to it. How would you describe that aesthetic?
2: So I would describe it as a cartoon. It's definitely a 2D esthetic mm-hmm. Very colorful, Um, very. I would say sharp lines, Uh, almost as if people were cut. I would say cut out of like cardboard or something, or cut out. uh, Cut out of construction paper. Construction paper, paper. but I think that might give more of a South Park vibe than I want. Mm -hmm. So maybe not that.
0: It's like watercolored, almost.
1: Yeah, kind of. I I love the. But there are sharp lines.
2: I don't know what words to use to describe it too well. But I do, I do love the look of it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like bold, two D Wind Waker art. <laughs> yeah, two two dimensional okay. Wind Waker style. So it's sharp, HD. Yeah, even like the do characters like, Link. like Yeah, to, exactly. Yeah, two D Toon Link, but like sharper colors, like bright reds, bright greens, yellows. I mean, like environments are a little bit duller, but like the characters and things you're doing are sharp colored. Take Not a pinata, cel-
2: yeah.
0: and those colors yes. are throughout the game. There Not quite
2: cell shaded. But definitely shaded. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you start out the game, and you are an agave farmer, and you're basically <laughs> like, and what is the character's name?
2: Juan. Juan, the Spanish word for avocado. Who, by Juan the way. Juan Aguacate? Aguacate. Yeah.
1: Agua- Aguacate.
2: Yes, my Spanish is horrible.
1: So is mine. You're this, like, measly little farmer, but he's jacked.
2: He's a big boy.
1: He's, and they're like, and they're making fun of him. They're like, oh, yeah. you're not a luchador. Like l- this guy You've got nothing prince. going for
2: you in life yeah. except that you're ripped.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's a big boy. And you're like, how is he not a luchador? And then sure enough, you trot along, you see a bad guy and he's like, hey, I'm stealing this princess. Snags her away.
2: So it's just like Kalaka.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then you go into a fight with him and you just kind of black out. You're in he kills you right Is that What you thought of it Or he it? brings you to the world of the dead I, I thought of it like He destroyed the world Initially And like now you're in like The destroyed world When I first like was playing it And then you're You you do not know what's going on Because you were just defeated And then conveniently You start walking And you see a giant statue With a mask on it And you're like Hey I'm gonna put this on
0: <laughs> It was like the mask Yeah Yo Yeah very similar to the plot of the mask Didn't even think of that Here's this Ancient Loki mask Put it on your face Jim Carrey
1: I love the mask. It's a great
0: movie.
1: Back on topic mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Put on that mask and wham, bam, bam. You skip all that wrestling school. You skip all the, <laughs> uh, the workouts you, you have to do. You suplex. You become a wrestler with the fists of fury. Mm-hmm. And, you, and yeah, you, there's, and then like, I, one of the things I like about the game too is like, whenever like anything is like taught, whenever you're getting a new skill or when you get the mask, it's like a big like, hurrah, like you're now this, bam, Color slash text. Mm-hmm. I liked reward, getting visual rewards from this game early on.
0: Mm-hmm. Juan and Tostada, who is your female uh, accompanist?
1: Okay, the partner. person your wish partner. Thanks, words. Was she explained? Because I might have been susceptible to not reading anything.
2: I did not see anywhere that she was explained. So it's just another
1: character, right? Yeah. That you so you can this, switch to
2: this game was, from what I understand, uh, it's designed to play co-op, couch co-op, mm-hmm. with someone alongside you where one person plays Juan and the other person plays Tostada. Um, but I played through the entire game as Juan uh, with his many different costumes. I assume you guys did as well.
1: I I used Tostada early on, like when you get the ability to switch, just to kind of see like what her thing was. But I mostly stayed with Juan for the health benefits. Does she have less health? Yeah, she gets like, she does, I think, like a little bit more damage, but she takes a little bit more damage. Okay. I don't know what the actual number is or anything, like if there's a multiplier, but I'm pretty sure because she does more damage, like he, it's less attacks per th- person. And I found that out like when I went through a little bit of a walkthrough, it <laughs> helped me through some portions. And, uh, but yeah, essentially, yeah, she helps She's extra strong, but she also takes more damage.
0: I think when I was going to the game, I didn't realize that there were costumes that gave you benefits until much later in the game. Oh. So I was like, why am I collecting all this silver? What's this for? And then just realized there's a costume menu with some costumes that actually give you benefits. They take mm-hmm. stuff away too, but sometimes a it's worth it. Yeah, great trade-offs. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're going to be really weak, but you're going to make so much more money. That's all
2: I did. I, okay, I want to talk about my strategy. Okay. I played almost the whole game with the uh, the suit that gives you a ton of extra money. Mhm. Uh, until I got to the end game, and then I was like, well, now it's time to play with the fun stuff. So at the end game, I played with uh, the devil suit, Mm -hmm. which gives you much less health, but when you hit someone, you leech the health from them. Um, And I think you get a stamina boost. Um, And then I ended up finishing the game with the yellow chicken suit, which gives (laughs) you much slower stamina, I think, but health regen. It was it was pretty good.
0: Talking about the chickens, there are lots of homages to other games in this game, right? So many. Do mm-hmm. you want
1: to talk about the chickens, Bill? I don't know what homages you're referring to, but... It Come just... on. Uh-oh. The chickens? The chickens.
2: I don't, I don't even think I Legend know. Legend of Zelda? I didn't pick Ocarina up Ocarina of it. Time? I mean, I know there's chickens when you, in the When game. you hit the chickens... What about them?
0: They So when you hit the chickens in this game, much like in the Legend of Zelda games when you hit them they turn red and they rage now they don't go after you like in Legend of Zelda but they do rage and turn red just like in Legend of Zelda that's
1: a good point mm-hmm. I, I kind of like it was almost like Metroid like when you become a chicken you can fit into a lot of tight space and just <laughs> spin around and keep going like a oh, berserker oh
2: that's so good I didn't even think that the chicken form Neither did I. was like the ball form of Samus
1: it's like the exact same size and used for the same navigation tactic that you would use with
2: oh uh, that was clever pickup.
1: What about the Chozo statues that you break?
0: Chozo statues. Is that Metroid, the... Metroid. Those are the statues. I don't... You know, the, in Metroid... Have you played any of the other Metroid games? I've played Metroid games. So, in the, like, SNES Metroid game, there are these statues, and they're called Chozo statues. And that's when you go into a ball. I didn't realize that, a that a they were ball. called... That's what they're called. They're called Chozo statues. Cool. So, in this game, they're called Chozo statues. That's...
2: That's clever. And instead of like not getting, really, but into, it's funny.
0: getting into their arms as a ball, you just break them to get your new powers. Huh? Yeah. There are tons That's of others. Um, the ones that I caught and kind of wrote, uh, Campo Santo is one of the...
2: Yeah. I couldn't tell whether that was like a direct call out reference of like, hey, we like you guys or we worked with you guys or something along those lines or not. Because I could also see that being like an, an actual place in Mexico somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Castle Crashers was in there. There was a poster. Where? There was a poster, and it just basically redrew the four Castle Crashers, okay. and then had the name. I believe Mo is.
1: I'm showing Chozo Mo statue. is
0: Moe is showing us the Chozo statue from Metroid, and the comparison between, between the two. There's also like a Metroid uh-huh. like in stone somewhere throughout the game.
2: So I saw that, and I couldn't figure out what they were. Yeah, that's
0: exactly what it is. Mo is showing that to us as well. Um and there's tons more Mega Man, uh, Majora's Mask, Batman, Viva Piñata, the Piñata store is literally I called
2: didn't, Viva Piñata. Okay. I did okay, I noticed the Viva Piñata name, mm-hmm. but I didn't it didn't click that there was, you know, the video game Viva Piñata. Yeah. Um the the poster that I enjoyed the most was the one it was a monkey in a puffy coat. Um and you can tell that this game was like made in Toronto because this was made at the time that that monkey was lost in the IKEA in Toronto.
0: Yes, the IKEA monkey yes, in Toronto that,
2: <laughs> that everyone photoshopped the uh, and Margot or uh, the Margot Tenenbaum over because uh, it looked like a still out of a Wes Anderson film.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm scrolling through these Easter eggs that are placed in there, and they like they go on any everyone. There's apparently two Luchador posters. One of them is the Majora's mask luchador, and he's wearing a Majora's Mask. The other oh, one is a boy. Mega Man. And the, the the Majora's Mask, his name is La Mascara. And then, <laughs> and then Mega Man is Mega Ombre. <laughs> Here they are. I'm showing the guys the photos.
2: I love it. So this game, full
1: it. of great Easter
0: Easter eggs. Yeah. Tons of great Easter eggs.
2: And then there's the very obvious references of uh, I don't, I wouldn't know how to pronounce it, but Kalaka's pet that you end up having to uh, bring to its demise mm. uh when you do the the finishing blow it is as if you are mario finishing bowser um which was incredibly obvious but still so so good to get that little wink and nod and mm-hmm. uh an homage
0: because that takes thought all, all like does, there are tons yeah. of side scrolling portions in games uh this is one of the first bosses that you fight is kalaka's pet dragon is it and it, Something like that, It basically yeah. like just takes you across a like side-scrolling level. You have to quickly dart through it as it's being broken away. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there's an axe. You go to the axe. The bridge falls, and he falls into the lava. And that's when Estabe, I think is how you say her name, okay. who is the first Starts major the boss. Zdabe. 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 She's very upset with you that you destroyed her and Kalaka's
1: pet.
2: Because she was supposed to be taking care of it or watching it?
1: Yo, that pet if you want to call it a pet, that gigantic <laughs> beast of, like, infernal awesomeness.
2: Oh, that pet reminded me of your dog.
1: <laughs> no, he's a lot more friendly than that. But anyways, I... That was probably my favorite artistic piece in the entire game. Really? It was simple, just, like, a gigantic guy chasing you and you're trying to run away from it, almost like Braid, kind of how you're running away. Right. Mm. Yeah, but I for some reason, like, I think I had to do, like, three times, not gonna lie. Um, but I, like, I just thoroughly enjoyed how it looked, how it, like... Uh, what, I don't know what small things they might have did in that little that little level, but it's just very 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 visually appealing mm-hmm. and that's that like if, if someone wants to look at gameplay to s- decide whether or not to play this game, you just have to look at that that part of the game
2: I loved how often this game changed up the mechanics and gave you a new new element, a new way to play, so you went from you know hopping around from platform to platform to that chase sequence where you're running away to then you get the ability to stick to the walls and jump off the walls. And each time you get a new ability, it changes up how you play the game. Not only because you now have these abilities at your fingertips, but the level design was just fantastic. They force you to think in ways that you haven't thought before to complete each section. Then some of the puzzles, especially later on, you know, get a little bit tricky. But I loved how... All you have to do is think about what is the new mechanic or what is the new thing that I've learned or have been using lately and figuring out how to apply that to the section that you're in. No, and I, I love that.
1: I needed a walkthrough to finish the entire game. There was no way. Um there's a similar thing we ran into I guess me and Jacob with Braid. I don't know how you felt about this game, but it got to the point where I'm like I'm I have no patience. I'm the simple I just need I don't want it to be too easy, but at the same mm-hmm. time like I, I'm not I don't want to sit here for ten minutes doing the same thing ten times over. Um, so I had to I needed like mm-hmm. guidance to kind of experiment my my game the uh,
0: the map was pretty good in this game Yeah, uh, and it kind of clearly like you don't have to tell me exactly what to do yes. But like a good waypoint system is all that I really need just to even point me in the right direction 100% and this game had that Which I really appreciated mm-hmm. I only needed a walkthrough for the final boss
2: Similar I yeah. just I, there was one puzzle in the Grand Temple that I didn't know how to get through uh, because there was different portals that you had to jump through and I couldn't figure out how to get to the portals. And then dummy me, I realized, oh, there's a wall here that's flat that I can go jump off of.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't touch on this, but the goat man, what was his name? Hilarious. Uh, Hue Chivo. Emperor's New Groove much? <laughs> that is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right? As soon as I saw that, I thought it was, because like, I, I, I kind of read up about the game like before I played it. Just mm-hmm. little like I watched a video of like a review and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And someone mentioned like Emperor Neruva I'm like, I knew it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And he had some funny dialogue too. Like, he um, had
2: a ton of personality.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm, uh, I'm playing Golf Story right now. Okay. And that's a game that heavily relies on like really like quippy, funny, quick dialogue. One-liners. Good one-liners. And this game has some of that, which I really appreciated. There was a, there was a time when um, later in the game when Kalaka is setting up El Presidente's daughter uh, to be sacrificed, and he's like, "Oh, here's my sacrificial virgin," and she was just like, "Well, about that," and I was like, "Oh, kids aren't going to get this at all. This is great. I I like I love the fast humor like that.
2: Be read both ways, though.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like they don't kids don't know what she's talking about, and I really like the Animaniacs." 100% anything that Spielberg did in cartoon Like totally agree with you Um, And then I really like flame face As a character like he was pretty Well written
2: I I enjoyed the little Bit of mythology that he has to drink So that way he doesn't feel the flames on his face (laughs)
0: I didn't catch that Oh, I
2: thought that was hilarious That is funny I was like oh so this is why he's drunk all the time He's trying to numb himself from the flames that are on his face (laughs) Even though his face is just a flame
0: And he just throws glasses of liquor at his face He doesn't even drink them does he
2: And every single time he pulls out his pistols to shoot you He runs out of bullets at the (laughs) moment that he aims his gun at you
0: because much like a cowboy, he yeah 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 yeah, yeah before he does
2: off. it yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I think great that they they a lot of games try to sometimes like not take themselves too seriously but don't do well this was a game that didn't take itself too seriously flat mm-hmm. out and executed it well every single part of the the entire game definitely is is it worth it to go by
0: through point by point I don't think that's really where the game shines I think it's like we just say what the the major points were maybe the the boss battles some yeah. of the powers. Because you mentioned the powers and how they related to exploration. Mm -hmm. But most of the powers you could also use in combat. Mm. And you said it was nice with the level design. As you got more powers, you got to spaces in the world that you didn't realize you could actually access Mm -hmm. until you got the double jump, until you got the goat jump. But at the same time, I really loved the combat and how like your powers were affected by it like i got into such a nice flow when you got like the uh what were some of the powers
2: like i just know like there i'm like oh here's blue my blue dash juice. yeah the it was blue like, dash across it, wasn't it
0: like Bruhaha or something like the i don't
2: remember it? any of the names i trust you on it though
0: yeah but like i i just called them like oh there's my yellow fist and there's my blue juice <laughs> there's
2: a standing <laughs> still headbutt which mm-hmm. was yellow there was the o- frog splash o- o- Eddie Guerrero. Headbutt right yeah that There's was the Eddie yellow Guerrero frog splash uh-huh. that was green you would jump up from a height and then frog splash straight down
1: mm-hmm.
2: i just realized you must have really loved this because there was a ton of wrestling moves
1: uh, go ahead mo um I, one of the things that kind of so me and jacob are i guess we appreciate the, the drama dramatics. of <laughs> professional, professional wrestling. wrestling yeah it's some of the storylines are great sometimes they drift off but in general I grew up watching wrestling. Uh-huh. so when you guys said what's guacamile, I'm like platformer, uh and then but then I was like, okay, you know what, It looks colorful, it looks visually appealing. Wrestling, you know what? that kind of like pushed me to the the, the tipping point to like play it. Um I it wasn't it was more goofy like stereotypical wrestling, I guess. <laughs> Than it did like it didn't do anything for me, I guess, like when I saw like any of the abilities. Yeah. Like it-
2: It is a video game where you have superpowers and you're fighting in the land of the dead. It
1: was a very present day WWE, not
0: Attitude Era, WWF.
1: If if, if someone, if one of the moves was like stand in front of the guy, swing your arms around, take your elbow pad off, (laughs) go to each rope and drop at people's elbow, I would have been the biggest supporter of this game. Uh I would have had it in every bio of my social media profiles. But, yeah, no, it was was playful. It was too, like, cartoony.
0: Yeah, the flow that I ended up getting into a lot was uh, I think when I did the upgrades... I ended up upgrading my pile driver because I used the pile driver a ton. Like, I didn't usually throw guys because if you punch them a few times, there'd be, really? a, there'd be a triangle, like. or in your case, the Y button that would come up above them uh-huh. and you could grab them, right? Yeah. So instead of throwing them, like, sometimes you have to throw them because some of the enemies yeah. are like, hey, you have to throw this projectile to defeat the cactus. Yes. But um, I usually suplex the guys or pile drove the guys.
2: Why?
0: Uh, why? Because, like, I upgraded my pile driver. Uh-huh. So, like, if I, like, any skeleton. If I punched him two or three times and then pile driver, he was dead.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, I min-maxed them, the game threw, that way. Threw, okay. I
1: threw everything and everyone at everyone and everyone. That's yep. what
2: I did as well. Yeah. Punch, I punch, punch, punch,
1: punch. And then just as soon as I saw that white button, throw.
2: If there was a ledge to or lava to throw them in, they were going in. Do as little damage as I needed to, throw them in the lava yeah. or throw them into their friends uh, and then throw them into the lava or off the cliff. Um did you guys max out all the upgrades? No. I maxed out everything.
0: You, because you used that suit, Because I right? use
2: that suit the whole game. I realized that I'm going to want all of these upgrades. So I will play with a slight handicap initially, learn how to get better because I'm playing with a handicap, and then bank on all of that sweet, sweet upgrade juice at the end.
1: <laughs> what did you guys not like about this game? Um, if, if there's multiple, I want to hear them all because I have
2: a couple. Things. Okay. You know what? You start then
1: okay my biggest i guess gripe with this game is i've played this story before um yes there's a couple little quirks it's a platformer it looks nice but i didn't care at all Mm -hmm. about like what was going on where i was going what i was doing new ability great what am i doing go to go to checkpoint beat a bunch of people, go to the next checkpoint, and beat another people. There was no, like, yeah, there was new abilities, new techniques to fight, new ways to try to maneuver the chicken. ha ha Laugh, laugh, laugh. But I don't know. I just didn't feel, I didn't, I didn't, once it was almost like the Super Mario Galaxy thing I had going on where it was like, I didn't care about advancing to the next stage of the mm-hmm. game, next stage of the game. It became almost like robotic. Um, not to say that it was a bad game. Like some people love platformers. Some mm-hmm. people love going side by side and like doing that stuff. The, the, the comedic value alone may be enough. <laughs> But I don't know. I just it felt like I felt like a dull. I don't know. I don't want to say a dull game, but like a, there's a, something about it was really lesser boring. than some of its parts. Yeah, it was kind of boring, repetitive, mm-hmm. and I felt like I wasn't doing anything.
2: I enjoyed the story. For me, this is the typical podcast game. You put a podcast on in the background while you play, and what I enjoyed was you know there's no dialogue, so you, and the music's good and consistent, so you can just read. And if you don't want to read, it doesn't matter. You're, you know, the level design is fantastic. So it funnels you exactly where you need to go. You're very rarely lost. Um, in almost, I I think I might've been lost once and it was because I was a little too curious and was trying to complete a puzzle that I didn't have the power for yet. Um, I totally sympathize with, you know, this being a story that everyone's familiar with. Um, although I think there's a nice change up in the end, which spoilers, like it doesn't go the way you want it to go, yeah. you don't save the princess. Um,
0: oh right, yeah,
2: okay. And Juan just lives like a a bachelor in pining for her until he dies, and then at the very end of the game, you see them in skeleton form together. Um, okay. I enjoyed that little twist because you expect Juan to get the girl.
0: Yeah. But again, that's point one percent of the game. Mm-hmm. That totally. is like the last minute
2: of the game. It is. Yeah.
0: But I did appreciate until you said it. I I just thought like oh because I thought she had died and then you died as well and then you got married. Like I totally missed the point where they were like oh no she he actually pined for her until was there more than one ending?
2: Uh, there might be. I only I only played it once uh, on normal. When I was done had a run at a runtime of 6 hours and 38 minutes mm-hmm. and then it said now you've unlocked the hard difficulty. Mm-hmm. And when you complete oh, the game, uh just like you get different stamina and health increases um and it shows either a heart or a skull. When you complete the game, it shows one's mask and one of 3 pieces fills in, which to me says if you complete it on all of the difficulties, you unlock a bunch of different extras which I'm sure are tucked away in there
1: Um, I kind of I think I want to continue that little statement that I had so I th- yeah I, I think the, another reason is probably because uh, the rate of play okay like I, I had binged it a lot to like to complete it uh, whereas like I feel like if I did the Michael way where it's like you know what put something on the side take her easy I might have enjoyed it a little bit more I might have cared to like figure out the puzzle instead of like resorting to the crutch of like mm-hmm. looking up mm-hmm. like, how do I get past the damn
2: level yeah. yeah I probably played it an hour 40 minutes every day for a little over a week uh oh 40 minutes to an hour 40 minutes to an hour Okay. yeah yeah where's Um, like light light gameplay which was Mm -hmm. nice it was really nice to just hop in play a little bit of it Mm -hmm. hop out when i got a little bit bored or tired and it's like
1: i play a lot of games where sometimes i put in like two three or four hours like continuously and they keep me going perfect example this is like a more recent game but horizon I finished that in the past, like maybe three or four weeks, but that's because like there's been some days where like I'd have like a whole day off, like a Saturday or something, and I, I plug it in, and like four hours goes by, and it was like holy crap, holy crap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as someone who's also playing Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> right now, I think it's unfair to compare yeah, yeah, Horizon. One hundred
1: percent, one hundred percent. But like that's this thing where it's like maybe it might have been because I was playing it simultaneously. Where it's like I don't want to play this. I want to play Horizon right now. That I, to be, I'm thinking about that right now that we just brought it. I brought it up, but that might be one of the biggest reasons why maybe I didn't have the best opinion. Cause I'm like, I have free time. I don't want to play horizon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, I played the game in two chunks, which like I, I'd give myself three days to play it. So I'm like, Hey, I'm going to play it two hours every day and then be done with it. But, um, be done with it. That's not the right word, but like finish it, finish it. Um, so played the two hours the first night, uh, and then got to the second night and I did a four hour session of the game not Ooh. i just got in such a flow state really? with the way yeah like I, at one point i was just like I was, it, it was almost like I was operating on a whole nother level, <laughs> just like above You're the game. You
2: were Neo in the Matrix.
0: I was. And I was just like, I, I got in my combat flow and I knew exactly like what powers to use when and like uh, just four hours in a blink. I, I finished the game in five hours and 59 minutes. No way. And like, just, That's amazing. And just like, again, second time I played through the game. So I don't want to.
2: I feel like when, before we started, you had said the first time you were, you said it was somewhere around eight hours.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe it did take me eight hours, but this time five fifty nine. That's fantastic. And the difference between this version and the original version is, and I don't know if you noticed this, but the um, the El Trio de la Muerte, yes. they aren't in the original Guacamele. like Guacamole. Did you I've deal heard with that them? That's that's where they're at. They're it. like a, a trio of of skeleton men that play an instrument.
2: So in think. the very first See, town you you're go. in, you talk to a couple of mariachi uh players and they say our band you know we're missing one of our players we don't know what happened to him. and then when you go to the land of the dead you find this mariachi band who's trying to reassemble themselves so that way they can play Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're all in one body
0: yeah with three heads heads. but in the regular version of guacamelee this character and their section is not in the game at all Uh,
1: why was it added in is it just like I don't know? I was couldn't it, figure that I enjoy,
2: out. I enjoyed... I appreciated the boss. Did, I thought it was a ton of fun. Did they, it feel shoved you. in though? No, I don't. It I don't didn't. What, what did you guys get with in. this
1: turbo version? What was there that I missed out on? I guess.
0: So oh, it's this piece of the story. So this piece okay. with the uh, El Trio de la Muerte and their section. Which do you remember this, the the section of the game that they were, that they were in?
2: You see them early on, but you don't end up fighting them until I think two-thirds of the way through
0: yeah and you go to their castle and and you defeat them which the boss battle was great Mm -hmm. um and then apart from that as well at the end of the game um there is uh dlc that is essentially you go down to hell and it's a series of challenge rooms
2: sorry speaking of hell was it not hilarious (laughs) that this chicken comes and helps you escape uh and and power through this area and then you find out later that Kalaka turned the devil into a chicken and the chicken that was helping you was the devil. (laughs) Yep. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was like one of the best little little things because they set up this totally random moment and you're like well that was kind of weird and then they explain it later and it's way better than you ever expected that it he be.
0: made that the whole reason kalaka is dead because he broke his arm the night before was it like a bowl like fighting competition Something like that and he's like ah my arm i can't do it so he made a deal with the devil and the devil said okay you'll get your arm fixed but like it's going to cost you and his like, he's about to accept the trophy that he wins and his flesh melts off and he becomes Kalaka. Kalaka. Um, and then he eventually like, how does he end up? He steals
2: power away from the devil. Uh, and he turns him into a chicken. Mm -hmm. And then as you are playing through the land of the dead, uh, I believe this is after you're turned into a chicken by Kalaka. Um, this chicken comes and helps you. And you don't understand why this chicken is coming and help you. And he says, like, just know, like, we've got a common enemy or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you find out later, this is not just the chicken. It's the devil. This is the devil. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So
0: if you want to explore that thread a little more, after you've beaten the game, you can go down to hell. And hell, I guess, is like a corporation that was used to be <laughs> run by the devil, um, but is taken over by Kalaka and is completely mismanaged. Um, and he basically, there's an office building, and in that office building, to get to the top floor, you have to beat a series of challenges set up by Kalaka. And the devil is okay. there again, being like, I used to run it so much better when I was in charge, <laughs> this Kalaka guy. Did you play through the DLC? Um, I played through three or four of the challenges, and I was like, okay, uh, cool. you know what, I, I'm good. I'm good. I didn't Very need to cool. play it. It's not like I think it's 3.99 or 2.99 when you like bought guacamole and then this. Right. But it comes in the Super Turbo Championship edition. Cool.
2: Yeah. I didn't realize that I had the DLC there.
0: Yeah, it's it's hidden away like and it's not obvious. Gotcha. You almost you have to go looking for it. Okay. Yeah. And it's in huh. a chicken like you have to it's in a chicken <laughs> space. Oh. Yeah, you have to become a chicken and go down to hell.
2: I enjoyed the little chicken areas, especially at the end of the game. Where they just trap the red enemies who throw, what, bones at you? Red Mm -hmm. bones. Uh, And you're a chicken that, like, your whole purpose is, like, these guys are going to be throwing stuff at you, and you need to get through this either as fast as you can, or making sure you don't get hit along Mm -hmm. the way.
1: The enemy that jumped, that came from the ground, and bit you.
2: Like the worm flower person?
1: You don't remind me me of, uh, wait, is the worm flower the Mario one?
2: Like the piranha plant?
1: yeah. That's what it reminded me of, and I've I, that was probably the thing. If if there was like a tally chart accumulating how much damage was inflicted <laughs> to me, that one is like the leading champion. And like, really? high, yeah, I, I, I don't I want to say I got better at like just avoiding it, but at the same time, that was probably what dealt the most damage to me. It made me more annoyed, and I was really annoyed
2: hmm. playing this. Game. Yeah, for me, it was the guys who uh, made like the the whirlwinds come after you. Yeah, at the end of the game, mm-hmm. uh, who either they would float above you and the whirlwind underneath you would, would hurt. Maybe you don't have them in your version. I know they added harder and new enemies. And it just came in surreptor- in like the last
0: 20 minutes, right? Like, right, it was very exactly. late. Yeah. I'm like, you're introducing new characters now.
2: But I love that they continue to introduce them. And then they would introduce older characters, but now they're stronger. And they didn't get rid of the older characters either. There would just be a greater mix of enemies that you would be playing against yeah so it all for me I found even though you knew the best strategy to defeat each individual enemy every time they threw a new mix at you it was sort of like halo where you know how to kill some grunts you know how to kill some elites um, but it's the combination and how the level is designed that each one felt new and fresh and, and different. I ended up using a different strategy for each area.
0: It's that combat chest that Bungie does so well, right? Exactly. Yeah, and that, that's what I appreciated, too. In addition to different enemy types, they would add in things like, hey, they're going to get different colored shields. Yes. So you have to use your specific um, move to get rid of their shield before you can beat them. As well, we haven't spoken about, like, you can... Um, change fate you can phase jump i guess between the real world and the, the world of the dead
2: world of the living world the of world, the dead
0: exactly yeah. and with that some of the enemies are in the world of the living and some are in the uh, world of the dead so sometimes when they throw enemies at you they're like hey here's four enemies two of them are on each phase so you have to phase back and forth between
1: the different um you know
2: but they all can hit you no matter what world they're in
1: yeah i thought that was really cool just the way like we switched like the different levels that like that was one of and one of the few pluses in my book that kind of kept me interested because I've ne- that's something we've never seen before. And one of the things I liked about Braid before was the way it manipulated the environment and like the way it switches the worlds that way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They would have to build two
0: different worlds on top of each other, and just I'm just thinking of like the technical. Like again, I'm not
1: a coder, Mo. It's not that. Uh, it's it, not. I'm not saying it's not that complicated, but at the same time, yeah, it's simultaneous, and then it's um, you use Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> hide, and, hide and remove a layer. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh. I'm, I'm solely thinking like if it was built in Unity. I know it wasn't, but just if it was built in Unity, it's a sim- simple thing. It was calling a function to say enable, I don't know what disable. this game was built in. I, I don't know
2: either. Into, I didn't look into but it. But what I did see in the credits, a lot of Ontario Media Development Fund and Telefilm credits, uh, which... You For
0: know, our non-Canadian friends, what what is that? Because it was
2: weird seeing that. It, it was odd seeing that, yeah. but I was... You know, I had Canadian pride seeing that Mm -hmm. it was. uh, So Telefilm and the Ontario Media Development Fund are government agencies that uh, fund arts and creative cultural products. Uh, So that way Canadians are exposed to cultural products that are more than just, you know, whatever's coming out of the States. So that way there's a more distinct cultural identity. Mm hmm. And you get stories that are representative of the Canadian experience, which I don't know how a game about uh, Day of the Dead and Luchadores or Lucha Libre in Mexico well, is a Canadian experience. Well, we're very multicultural. Yeah, so. <laughs> like a game about
0: it. Mexico made in Toronto, funded by the Canadian government. Yep. uh huh, The Ontario government, rather. But I mean, it, it funds. There you go. It funds. You know, the Ontario Media Development Corporation has funded projects, big and small. I f- believe Too Human at some point was right. probably funded the by dark. The Lone Dark, um, which I want to play. Looks like a great game. <laughs> um, but th- it was just weird. And in the Guacamelee 2 trailer, it is prevalent and right next to Drinkbox, PS4 logo, and the Ontario Media Development Corporation. No way. It was so weird. I was like, I'm like one of 17 people that <laughs> thinks that's really, really cool. It is pretty cool. <laughs>
2: We're so Canadian.
0: Yeah, we are, eh? Um, should we talk about some of the other bosses in the game?
2: Uh, kind of s- what we like.
1: El, El, El Jaguar?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought El Jaguar was awesome. Jaguar, I, Javier? Yeah,
1: El, yeah. J- El Jaguar. Javier. El Jaguar, Javier. Javier. Anyways, um, I I liked... This is just a personal reason why I liked them. When I grew up, I played uh, at the arcade. And you know Tekken? Yeah. There was your king king. That's Al Jaguar. <laughs> so I always picked King. The, the wrestling Jaguar. Jaguar. Yeah. I always. And then when I saw him, I'm like, oh, oh childhood, nostalgia. I love it.
2: <laughs> See, I was a martial law man.
1: Oh, oh. Yeah. that's that's uh, Bruce Lee, right? Yeah. Bruce yeah. Lee. Yeah. No, that's That's one of the reasons. And the fact that he was just as cool there as he was, was. jumping back and forth in Tekken five or <laughs> three or whatever. It every Tekken game. Yeah. Kings
2: in every Tekken game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The
0: animations on some of the boss battles were great, too.
2: Yep. I thought some of the boss battles were kind of annoying, Mm -hmm. especially Kalaka at the end. Yeah. Like the window that you have to hurt him before he turns into a second form is so small. Uh, I died a bunch of times before I realized like, Oh no, the window is actually just that small. I do have to hit him a second after he lands his blow. Mm Um,
1: this is his second form, right? First form. First form. Okay. His, his gaming mechanic reminded me of a boss I could not like narrow down. It's a similar thing where you try to attack, disappears. Try to attack, disappears. But I
2: can't I think can it's it. a common common design in boss battles. Mm-hmm.
1: Having your, your big boss
0: be magical and powerful and like and disappear.
2: disappear disappear every time you go to hit them and strike them
0: i thought the first form was okay like that only took me three or four times but it was the second form that i swear took me 25 times plus to beat it
2: yes but i felt the second form was obvious in how you dealt damage to it the first form was not and that's what annoyed me
0: yeah the you it's pattern recognition that's all it is but like i didn't understand that there's really only four different attacks because I understood like Okay if a cross comes If a if the lines come Just get out of the way uh-huh. If the flame bullets come at you Just roll towards them Or roll away from them But it took me a while To realize As you smash the table That like <laughs> The ground attack And the breath attack All you need to do Is duck or jump But I didn't get the difference Between them From a wind up
2: Did you guys use The meteors that are falling At all? No Okay I tried using them Because I'm like There's so many here They have to be like extra damage or something to go out of your way to not use your intenso and just go to town on them. They didn't do much damage. The only thing that I found they were useful for is if you didn't get out of uh, an attack's way in time, you could hold on to one of those and be temporarily immune. Mm. Uh, But the thing is, you couldn't hold on to them long enough in most cases that you would outlive the duration of the attack.
0: That's what I thought you had to do for a long time before I just realized like, hey, just jump or duck and you'll get out of the way. I wish I would have realized that much sooner. Yeah.
2: Did you guys use the Intenso a lot? Your like super powerful form? I didn't. Me neither. I was hoarder. I was a hoarder when it came to the intenso that you accumulate i was like you never know when you're gonna face a big battle that you would want it
0: and mine like i ended up getting the upgrade for intenso that lets you uh, use health regen Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh i'm only gonna use it when it's really tough and when i need health Mm -hmm. like that's what i held it for so i didn't use intenso like that super powerful aztec type creature until i needed it
2: it also felt so good to use though it did. Like, the second you slip into that form, everything around you flies back. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, in the language of Mo, you're going Super Saiyan 3.
1: Yeah, it oh, was. Uh, Super Saiyan. <laughs> Super Saiyan.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: Um, what other bosses were memorable? Uh, um, Flame Face wasn't. Like, his no, battle wasn't. The female uh, former love interest of Kalaka. Zdabe. That's it. her. Wait. S- how, I barely did, you, how remember did you pronounce he, it, Michael? I, did, I read it. That's how I pronounce it. And you're it. like that. Yep, that's it. Stabe? I know that there is a character in Mexican mythology that uh, has that name. Um, but, yeah, I, I have absolutely no idea how to pronounce that. Mm-mm, not happening.
0: I feel like there's a resort in Mexico <laughs> <laughs> that you go to to, like, do, um, like, dolphin... Dolphin excursions and like jet skiing, and it's called Extera. Okay. So ex ex-etera. So I think I would call her like Stabe. Ex-Extabe. Sure.
2: Shoot. Sure. I have no base of knowledge to tell you you're right or wrong.
0: I'm so right. Let me tell it real well, loud.
2: I'm I'm sure you are. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not.
0: Okay. Someone's gonna email and be like, "You're not pronouncing it correctly." uh So I guess, in summary, like, what do you guys think of this game?
2: Well,
1: um. I still hold my position but I once again I feel like me. What is it, your position? <laughs> it's the fact that if you need a game to play casually, you're not too interested in like finishing it or it's like <laughs> if you need a video game, this is one of those yeah, that so you don't ever it, want to beat. <laughs> no, cuz you can like you can like you can play it over a long period of time and enjoy it. Yes, it's not something where like, hey, you know, I want a great experience, I want a great story, I want the best game ever. There's lots of other titles that can grab your attention. Um, there's a lot of games that we've played on this podcast. I'd kind of put ahead of this visually, not so much how funny it was, not so much, but like just overall package of you know what this game is available on sale at on Steam. There's several games that in our previous podcasts that we've had that I would say buy them before you play this. And I, and that once again, as a person who does not like platformers whatsoever, this one reinforces my case that they're not that great of games.
2: That sounds way harsher than I think yeah. you yeah. sounded throughout the pod. I, it, I, Did you like your experience playing it?
1: It looked great. I, I liked the puns. Answer the question, Mo. No. Okay.
2: That's all right. You That's don't have fine. to like it. Yeah. I really enjoyed my time with it. Um, I thought it was f- fantastic. Uh, I love the look of it. I love the variation in the gameplay. I love the level design. I thought the music was fun. I thought the writing was funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the reason I liked it as much as I did was because I ended up playing it over the course of a week or two. Uh, And because of that, I didn't didn't marathon. It didn't squeeze it into a tight window. I got to enjoy it casually. Jacob, what was your experience? What would you say?
0: Um, I, again, second time playing through it. So I would say... Loved it so
2: much you played it twice. I,
0: yeah, I did. And I'm glad that I played like the different content because El Trio de la Muerte, like that was a really funny addition. And those guys were funny. The boss battle, yeah. that boss battle was the best one out of all of them. There's one point where they just yell, Remix! <laughs> and then they just become a tower of skeletons and start shooting music yeah, out. The it was totem great. was amazing. The totem was great. Um, but this game is to me like the epitome of a perfect January game. Or like a perfect summer game. Like mm-hmm. when this game, and, and I hate to always say like, hey, when this game is on sale, you got to get it. Um, but like this game goes on sale pretty frequently. Uh, I think it's a great jaunt. Um, are there better beat-em-ups? Castle Crashers is, is a better f- beat-em-up. Uh, are there better Metroidvania games? Yeah, Shadow Complex is real good. Uh, Super Metroid is real good, so is Metroid Fusion. Um, but like as a whole package, I really enjoyed my time with this game and I didn't I think I would hate it the second time playing through, but even the second time through, that combat flow that I got into uh, was just like was fantastic and I just like 4 hours just wasted away in I'm the blink of an that eye. I did that. I like I didn't think, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm not that mm-hmm. guy that can sit there, like, sure, where the color's really hard to look at for four hours.
1: A little bit, but uh, I, I really like my. I think that's a my, testament. My yeah, joy I, with the game. I want, I want to just, I've chimed in about my opinion about it way too much, but I think I've finalized how I feel about it. I think it's a great game. It's worth the play for a lot of people. I just didn't like it.
2: And that's, yeah. And that's, totally, totally, that's like it. I, totally it comes car. down.
1: And it's almost like, I don't know, I can't even specifically say why, but. And I think it's really good. Just everything you guys have said with, i have like, agreed. Yeah, that's, you're it's right. It's not great your point. type of game. Great point, great point, great point. And then, yeah, I just, I just didn't like it.
2: Okay, question. Would you play Guacamelee! 2? No. Okay. Jacob? I, I definitely would. Me too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it as soon as it comes out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess as a final question, um, if you had to order something on the Taco Bell menu to go along with your playthrough of Guacamele, what would you order? And you only get one item.
2: Mike. I don't know anything on the Taco Bell menu
0: So you don't Do you enjoy garbage like I do Mo On the Taco Bell menu Garbage Yeah Taco I Bells love just. Taco Bell So what's your favorite menu item um,
1: I would have to say queso <laughs> Anything with queso Discover
0: <laughs> fries with queso Queso. <laughs> uh, I would have to get a chicken quesadilla Because yo those are dope
1: No 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 no, no. You, you haven't lived until you've had that gordita crunch cause. <laughs> <laughs> Did
0: you hear about the double dilla this is a new thing they're doing? No, I have not.
2: Is it in like inspired by Jay Dilla? Uh,
1: no. It <laughs> has funny. nothing to do with Jay Dilla. Okay, so I've, I've done this little vegetarian thing the past like almost year now. So I haven't had Taco Bell in a while. So I'm kind of being a faker right now. I wouldn't order anything from Taco Bell. Sorry.
0: The double Dilla is steak and chicken quesadilla together. Gotcha. I'm so, not interested. Yeah, it's, it's probably really bad for you. Anyway, sure um, that's the episode of Guacamelee. Uh Let's let's do the the wrapping up business. Maybe talk about the next game that we're going to play. Can I do that?
2: Yeah, go for
0: it. Great. The next game we're going to play is Warhammer the End Times Vermintide. Uh, it's, it was the free game on Xbox Live in the month of December. Uh, you can pick it up on any platform you like. Mm-hmm. It's co-op. You can play it with us. Uh, we're launching that episode in two weeks um, as of the launch of this episode. So on January 24th, I believe is the date. Yeah.
2: Um, Michael, what's the other stuff that we got to talk about? Well, I think the, the one of the most pressing things okay. is if you enjoyed this podcast, if you thought it was, you know, half decent, if you thought, you know, it was, it was pretty good. You should probably go to iTunes or your podcast platform fetcher of choice and give us a five star review and then let everyone know in your comment explaining why you gave it five stars. Uh, you know, they the sexy dulcet tones. Of the three hosts. Uh, Could be our fantastic hot takes. Could be our optimal choice of game selection. Um, There are a wide variety of reasons, but we want to hear yours. Uh, And then... Mo, what uh, what else can the people do? You can follow us on social media. You can find us at LeftBehindClub on Twitter.
1: Um, we also have a fancy little website where you can catch up on any episode you haven't seen. If this is your first episode, feel free to check out the other pods we have available for you at LeftBehindGame.Club. Um, and if you have some suggestions or something else you wanted to do, you can also leave us a comment on there and send us an email at questions at leftbehindgame.club
2: Jacob where can the people find you at
1: they
0: can find me on the internet no actually right now they can not find me on the internet because I'm doing a smartphone cleanse but uh, if you want to find me in the month of February send a
2: raven <laughs> send the raven smoke signals won't make it
0: never more said the raven uh, you can find me on social media at Jacob uh, McCourt on pretty much everything uh, Jacob McCourt com um, I if you're curious about what I'm doing where I'm not using a cell phone for an entire month or a smartphone rather uh, you can find that I wrote something about it on, at jacobmccord.com. Just a selfless plug. Uh, Mo, where can the people find you? you can find
1: me at mertati everywhere online. Still available on the internet. Uh, you don't need to use Raven.
2: And you can find me at rufolom m r u f f o l o m on most social media platforms. And that, my friends, is one less game left behind.
1: Cue music.